Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, it finally came home. The Lionesses took out the Euros and broke records on the way. And in Birmingham, Australia has already won more than 50 medals in just three days of the Commonwealth Games. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva and as always, I'm joined by two giggling co-hosts who are <laughs> genuinely like both red in the face. Um, this is a rare occurrence. This is going to be a bad idea. Yeah, I know. I just thought that too. Having Keely Silva and inter- myself together and we're both the same personality. <laughs> in terms we of- love bagging you out. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. We'll team up. Probably keep, a keep fatal error from me, but- as I was saying, my name is We're Marley just laughing Silva. at the micro way you say that same thing every time. Anyway, but yes, anyway, what's your name? And your names are Keely Silver and Nicholas Hines. Okay, to you. Anyway. And Georgia Moore is also in this episode. So hello to all of you. There's four of us. This is this is different. Wild. It's fun. We could um, do 2v2. Uh, we could. Two hand touch. But Georgia doesn't, doesn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I'm back. You're back. Round of applause. You're back please. in a big way. Um, Keely Silver's not too happy with it because- This is already off the rails. <laughs> this is not how I do this. Once again- Let, let her finish. The Instagram story had oh. Nicholas Hines over these two <laughs> dorks. So she's over there silking. It's okay. You're going to be okay. I've got a tissue box right here for you. No one can see what you've got. Yeah, well, they know now. Okay. And they're happy I'm well, back. So guess what? I've got balls. Loyal I'm, fans. I'm putting I'm here. a rule. I'm putting a rule here. We're I've not, answered your wishes. We need to. We need to stop the fighting. Okay. Right. We need to follow the rules. <gasps> of we the need episode. a talking stick. Anyway, how were your weeks? I'll start with you, Keely Silver. <laughs> this is going to be so chaotic. My week was great. Um, I don't know if I have much to report. I. Had a lot of touch training. I worked. I went to the Sharks game. Um, I got drunk. I told myself I wasn't going to drink for ages. Yeah. Here I am getting drunk. Classic. Um, yep, that's about it from myself. Uh, Georgia Moore, how was your week? My week was good. I had lovely friend of the show, Jamie Lee Price, come and stay with me in London, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. The summer of goodness over here continues and, you know, we'll get into my weekend a little bit more um, when we chat about the Euros. But, yeah, great week on this end of the world. Nicholas, how was your week? Why are we calling him Nicholas? Yeah, that's not that's not okay. Oh, sorry. Start again. No, you say you <laughs> don't mind, Nicholas. <laughs> anyway, we all know who you are. <clears throat> Tell us how your week was. My week was great. I had a great week. It topped it off with a great weekend. We won the game. It was a really hard-fought game. Stress levels were at all-time high, I think, for us, our coach, and the fans. But I'm glad they enjoyed a great atmosphere down at Shark Park, and we got the result we were after. And now we've got to back it up in the local derby this weekend. Yeah. Well, just quickly on that, like, we do have to ask you, in that moment, you kicked the field goal, and and Keely's rolling her eyes. (laughs) Um, I've already spoken to him about it. But, you know, what's running through your head? At that moment, because Latrell's missed three, which was rare in itself. The pressure was Moyes and Moose one. Blake Braley looked like he was going to try and fight Tom Burgess, which was weird. (laughs) What's the go there? But, you know, yeah, in that moment, it happens. Yeah. uh, Oh, I sort of 
had to win it for us because I threw a ball to Toby that put us under a lot of pressure and he dropped it. That was my fault. And then we defended our asses off and then Sifar got stripped and then I think they score after that. But I wasn't blaming Sifar. I was all blaming myself. So I was like, I need to do something massive here to win so I'm not sitting in my bed crying all night. <laughs> but um, I knew the way we were defending, I knew they couldn't score again on us. So we just had to watch out on Latrell's left boot and – He's been clutched so many times in his career so far. Um, and then Moise kicked a few, a couple. And then at halftime, I just said, look, get me to a spot. And I really, I need to take this. And we were lucky that, uh, yeah, George Burgess come over and took Ronnie's head off. I wish he took it clean off because Ronnie's annoying the shit out of me at the moment. But <laughs> no, I'm joking, no, joking. Ronnie's a good guy. But um, was it Tom? Oh, Tom. One of them. One Burgess. Really sorry, really Eight Burgess. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so he got sent off and then we come up with a plan. We didn't really come up with a great plan in that first half. Um, we should have probably come together a bit more. But in that second that halftime of the second period, we come up with a bit more of a plan. Then once he got simbined or sent off, whatever he did, we come up with a plan. We kicked it out, nailed our plan, kicked the goal. Happy days. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for taking us through that. W's. <laughs> How was your week, Mark? Thanks. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, my week was. If you need to go get a drink or something, right now is the time. <laughs> no, That's joking. a roasting. <laughs> this is going to become a roast. Wow. I was actually watching TikToks of. Remember when they used to do roast? Like when Justin Bieber got roasted? What's that? What's that oh, thing yeah, they used to do? Fun. Remember? That was funny. Yeah. On America, in All America, what's it called? Funny people. It's called a roast. Is yeah. it called the yeah. roast? The roast. Oh, of yeah. And the classic. Comedy Central used to do wow. it. Yeah, hilarious. Did you just say that? What's it called? Please. Yeah. Anyway, Molly, how was your week? My week was good. I think this is going to be the low point of it as <laughs> we're getting into this episode. <laughs> um, I I was, you know, mistaken while you were away, Keely. I forgot that when you are here, it is the two of you who team up to attack me. Um, but, you know, I'm. I'm a strong person. I'm resilient. Um, and I'm going to be okay. Since when? <laughs> you know, um, when someone bullies you, it means they like you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that, we'll get into, you know, that age old first segment, the people's favourite segment. Yeah. The people's favourite segment. Feedback feels with Kills. I don't have a lot of feedback, but I do have some really nice comments that um, we got from about our pride chat last week. Um, we were not worried, but when you talk about something important like that from um, anyone from any gender, sexuality, whatever, you want to make sure that you're respectful and you want to make sure that people from that community kind of give you a bit of approval. Like I wanted a tick of approval. I wanted to know that we spoke about it well and we did receive some nice messages, which I was stoked about. And one was from a listener of the show and her name is Claire Lowe. So, hey, Claire, thanks for our um, feedback. And she said um, she just wanted to say thank you coming from the LGBTQ community herself. There is nothing more important than having such strong allies to support us and discuss the most important topics. Um, And she also um, had said that her heart had been broken over the whole situation. So she said that we summed it up perfectly um, and she can't thank us enough. And I think that's really cool. That's something that – yeah, we want to make sure that we're covering. So good from us. That's yeah. all I have. Oh, actually, no, the other one was from OG, loyal listener of the show, Jack Bush, who said, um, sent what Toby Rudolph had said. He um, had a really good interview with 
the NRL um, about the whole thing. If you hadn't seen it, if you haven't seen it, go look at it now. But I called it last week. If you listened, I said if anyone's going to say something, it's going to be Toby, and he did. Um, so that's feedback for me. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And I don't know about you guys, but this one certainly warmed my heart in the lead up to the Women's Euros final in the UK, England v Germany. All the storylines have been about the English team, the Lionesses, and whether they were going to finally break the drought after 56 years of England not having won a European championship in either the men's or the women's. Were they going to bring football home? And boy, did they. In extra time, they ended up winning 2-1, and it was a super impressive response. I didn't watch a lot of the highlights of the actual game. It was more for me, the response from the crowd, the commentators, football fans all over um, the world, former players, super, super special stuff. What about you guys? Have you watched any of uh, the lead up to this game? Felt the hype building around it, been inspired by it like me? I had actually a lot of friends who I know are British background or uh Love Soccer, who shared a lot of it um, prior to the game. Um, But the thing that I loved seeing the most was the record-breaking attendance for men or women's um, in a Euro final. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, when you know that a team in any circumstance, we always talk about the underdog, but Germany have won seven of the last eight Euros, so I was pumped. I wanted England to win. And I feel like after that really sad – Final last year with the penalty shootout with England losing. What was that? Was that the Euros? Euros? Yeah, it was yeah Euros. in the men's. Yeah. Um, and all those those black English players. Yes, that racism yeah, it was really bad. Awful. I feel like this because is you, like your mate Marcus Rashford. Rashford. Yeah, me mate Marcus, Marcus Rashford. He copped it. Um, I feel like it's nice that the girls could do it for them, and I feel like as well in England itself. They love football no matter what and because they've had such a good system for so long that women have been paid for longer than what our women have been paid. And, like, obviously not as much but still it's definitely been there for longer that they're just like, she yeah, we won. Like, it's not like, oh, the women's won and the men are not there. It's just like England won. Yes, and I think that it's pretty clear there's a transformative element to this win because it means so much to the nation. As you said, it's their, their sport, all these sorts of stuff. And the, the fact that really blew me away was the last time that the men won the Euros, um, women were actually banned from playing soccer in England. So in the 1920s, football was women's football was really massive, would sell out places. Um, it was huge, whatever. And then after World War II, they banned women from playing to give more space to the men's. So it wasn't until 1971 that women were allowed to play football again, which is absolutely mind-blowing. And to think in these couple of decades since, all that progress, like you said, the funding of, of the game, that's what you know makes women's sport successful and the like. And it certainly, um, you know... I think it'll have a massive ripple effect. Yeah, so the Euros have just been phenomenal over here and I kind of want to take you back to before the weekend a little bit. Um, Loads of brands over here and big companies have been running just some amazing campaigns in the lead up to these games. One of my favourite ones in particular is by a mobile company called EE, so at home think Telstra, Optus, Vibes. 
they have been running a campaign called We're Here to Stay and it basically is you know, targeting the online abuse that female athletes receive and talks about, like, you know, your troll comments can go, the girls are here to stay. Um, And it's just been awesome. So there's been loads of stuff like that over all sort of platforms of media, which I feel like has been getting the city really excited. I was actually out in sort of country England, outside of London, the morning of the Euros, and the train that I caught back into London went via Wembley Stadium um, and it was just packed full of men, women and girls going to this game. It was awesome to see all the girls so excited with their flags and their face paint. All the dads taking the daughters there honestly gives me goosebumps just talking about it. You know, we spoke about the numbers in this crowd and it was just awesome to see the excitement around town. Um, We watched the game from a pub the vibes were high. That last-minute goal was unbelievable. But, yeah, the celebrations and the vibe that the girls brought was a real joy to me. I thought they really owned that space and, you know, hammered home on the EE message that they're here to stay. I think that, you know, I actually was reading something yesterday that the last time England won a Euros was the men back in the 50s, and at that time it was actually illegal for women to play soccer in England um, or football, pardon my French, um, So I think that that is just such an unbelievable amount of growth in realistically quite a short amount of time. So it's definitely something really special to be a part of, um, you know, the back page of the paper, all England papers really, the day before and after the Euros between the girls winning and the Com Games. There was no men on the sporting pages, which was just, you know, talked about pretty widely on the news and the radio and so forth and that is just unheard of over here so very impressive stuff we i posted the nike campaign of the home tick um on our instagram stories and that metro paper lives it for free at every single tube station in the city so you know if you didn't catch the game you certainly saw that they'd won um But yeah, you know, news websites, you had to scroll pages before finding a single man on them. And considering the EPL starts this weekend, like, I just think that speaks volumes of how excited and how hungry for that content uh, people are. So really awesome time to be here. Um, The pub that we watched it from was electric, you know, everyone dancing and singing and chanting. And it was just awesome. The... um, Queen Lizzie's, actually, her statement was... um, I'll just read a bit of it to you. It says, The championships and your performance in them have rightly won praise. However, your success goes far beyond the trophy you have so deservedly earned. You've set an example that will be an inspiration for girls and women today and for future generations. It is my hope that you will be as proud of the impact you have had on your sport as you are of your result today. And I think, you know, very eloquent coming from the Queen after the girls were hugging Prince William and breaking royal protocols by not just shaking his hand. Um, I think it just goes to show how big this impact has been. And I really do agree with her when I say I hope they realise how far beyond just the Euros Cup this message has gone. So super exciting time for the Euro girls and very special time to be in London for it. You know, for the first time in probably my life, I was rooting pretty hard for England. So... Um, yeah, just like it's a it's a feel good story, um, and I'm excited about what's to come for the sport.
It seems like such a special time, one of those moments that will be remembered in English history for changing the tide around um, for the next generation of girls who, who want to play football, right? And I guess Nicholas as a man, that's the, I think, the benefit of having your perspective in this place. You just, you can add something different because you're the balls in, in the chicks and balls at the moment. Um, when you see something like that and the way that it's, it's being celebrated and, and how it's being spoken about as having changed women's football forever in an English context, but, you know, we talk about this with a lot of uh, the ways that women's sport is, is growing and, and getting better. Like, how does... Yeah, how do you see it and, and does it excite you? Like you've got two beautiful little nieces. Like surely you're excited for the world that they're growing up in. It is huge. I think um, like we are talking about last ep- or the episode before about Sam Kerr being on the front cover of FIFA. Like, yeah. And now seeing how much excitement there is over the girls winning their Euro. Like just it's just so good to see female sports getting recognised. Um, it's probably a bit more there in front of us at the moment I think over there. But we're growing growing and you know young footballers or soccer players here get to see that and strive for something more now like I know it's not that big here in Australia but you know if they're good enough to go over there and make it like as if you don't want to go sit, sit at a or play at a front of a what is it Wembley Stadium a Wembley, pack to yeah. 87,000 yeah. people at Wembley like yeah so you know they're inspiring the, the next generation and that's what it's all about yeah it's interesting today I spoke on a panel all about like uh, breaking biases and the the future of like gender equality and I you know was given the space to talk about why I think sport is the platform that we can make the biggest strives and I spoke about this fact this event also like the way that we are spotlighting our female athletes even we're about to get into the comm games and where we're at the ones who someone like an Emma McKeon um being the the greatest ever um gold medalist in the comm games and all this sort of stuff like I think we can't underestimate this true um, impact on on both young boys and girls. Well, with that history you spoke about before, these girls would never, ever in their wildest dreams thought they would ever play on a Wembley Stadium. Yeah. But then to 20, 10, 20, 30,000, they played in front of what, 87,000. Like, yeah. They're just, that's just their wildest dreams. Could you even dreams. imagine what that would be like? Yeah, I can't. Like walking out with your team, lining up, and that's what you, I don't know, I just can't even imagine. Male-dominated sport, you know. Like, yeah. It's just... Big. Yeah, like, it's unbelievable. And the respect they've gotten from a lot of the former English players and current English men's players is. is Did you not really see special. like Ed Sheeran wish them good luck and David Beckham? Yeah, there were so many like random British people who yeah. famous people who were just sending good luck messages. Yeah, do you reckon there's any hot single players in that team? Probably. Yeah, I don't reckon you reach got out. A chance with them. Really? <laughs> no, no, they're pretty far away. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the other big story we wanted to talk about is, of course. The Commonwealth Games have kicked off in Birmingham and we, the Aussies, are off to a flying start. The medal count on the 1st of August, we were sitting at 23 gold, 15 silver and 18 bronze, a total of I actually have 56. an update. Oh, have you a have a live update. Go on. Live update, Tuesday, the 2nd of August, time of recording. We're on 71 medals and England is in second on 54. <laughs> 31 gold, 20 silver, 20 bronze. Is the first time we'd be in front ever? No, we no. always kill it in the common games. Yeah, but I don't think we consistently come first. No. I think this is exceptional. This is yes. a, this is one of the it's, it's, this is an anomaly. We have one it's well because we, we always start in the pool and we have one of the strongest dolphins teams that we've 
had in generations. And then we had the Rugby Sevens, yeah. Rugby Sevens, we won the gold in gymnastics. We won in um, lawn bowls. We won in – Marathon. In the marathon, oh, she's a freak. She's a mum. Like, she was so cool. And What's her name? Jess Stenson. Oh, no. I'm thinking of someone else. Jess Stenson, maybe. Isn't there a local Cronulla girl that's – Yeah, Eloise, Eloise. Welling. Yeah. yeah. She came fourth, I think. Yeah, she uh, just missed out on the medals. But I think she was stoked. Like She used to come to our school heaps because she has a charity that she builds schools in Uganda. It's called yep. Love Mercy. She's really cool. Yeah, she, I met her at Adidas thing yeah. not too long ago. She's so nice. She yeah, trains yeah. at the track when I'm there and she's a freak. Absolutely yeah. shredded – like, like you have no idea. And just obviously she's a marathon runner, but watching her run, I'm like, that is that looks some way fast too easy. kilometers. <laughs> yeah. Fast kilometers. So um away from all the golds, right? One of the biggest stories um that I think has really resonated and made a lot of people in Australia think critically about the way that we report on our athletes um has to be what Kyle Chalmers has stood up and spoken about in, um, you know, coming up to these games uh, from the trials earlier in the year, there's a lot of headlines speculating that there was dramas and spats between all the swimmers in the team and, um, you know, things about like uh, scorned former lovers and like people not getting along and people being arrogant and yada yada. Then it gets to um, after Kyle and his teammates won the 4 by 100 um, free – freestyle relay and broke a com games record and in the press conference he said he spoke he stood there for 20 minutes and no one asked about either of those two things they just speculated about um you know this uh, proposed drama that's happening in this group and he has come out on his instagram and been really staunch about um wanting to prioritize his mental health and calling out how dangerous it is to have these sorts of headlines nico i showed you that interview yesterday what he did when um he just swam a heat and was speaking to kate campbell about the i guess um the results of, of him putting that instagram story out and, and speaking up in this way and how he revealed that he might not want to swim anymore. Yeah, well, this is the the things I think like fans and onlookers don't see how, how a lot of like how authentic someone can be and how much the media can play a part in someone's mental health. Like, you know, they look at professional athletes and go, "Oh, you're so lucky. You get paid a lot of money. You know, you should be grateful for what you do." But they don't see like how much it can damage you behind closed doors when there's a bad media post about you, there's people hating on you nonstop, there's rumours going around about you, like we're humans before we're athletes, like he said that, mm-hmm. like it's just so true. And um, yeah, for them to just pepper him about things that aren't even true for 20 minutes after they've just won a gold medal, like I just don't know who they think they are sometimes, yeah. like it's just so hard and I wish, wish pe- people would understand that athletes are humans and they have the same mental health issues that everyday livers have as well, like – you know, everyone goes for their own problems. Um, I respect him so much yeah. for speaking out and talking his mind because you know, he could have held that in for so long and we could be sitting here saying, like, I you know, wish we he spoke out. Yeah, you know, and he, sure. he might not be with us. You know? yeah, like, yeah. That's what mental health issues do to you. Yeah. So I just wish people will back off now and you know let him live. He, like he was saying he was really had to challenge himself to get up and jump off the blocks yeah. to swim that race. That's how hurt he was. So, yeah, like I can't reiterate the point more that, athletes are humans before they're athletes and they have to live their life like every other human does too with the added pressure of performing at your peak yeah you know performing at a level that standard that you want to perform at mm. you know and you don't need all this 
extra baggage. Yeah, 100%. And then I guess like you le- he's let his swimming do the talking and won gold in the 100-metre freestyle overnight and now what will be this iconic image for a long time of him putting his finger to his lips to kind of be like, I don't have to say anything. Um, you know, you I don't want to make excuses for athletes. Like just because I'm an athlete, I don't want to make excuses that these things happen. But just people need to know that like – yeah, these things do happen, and some people do bring it upon themselves. Some people in athlete, uh, in other know, sports, do are dickheads. You know, they mm. can people do judge them for who they are, and they can be dickheads, and they can start shit. But this guy seems like he's legit, and he hasn't. And even all the swimmers are backing him. Like yeah. he's not a bad guy. He hasn't no. had any reason for people to put hate on him or a bad media report. So. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I'm not just backing him because he's an athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, he's actually a good guy. And he's speaking up and standing up for what he believes in. 100%. And I think that also it's important for people to remember that sometimes it's not even the headline that's the, the be all and end all for, for that impact, right? Like there can be some stupid clickbaity headline that if you went on to and read about and it's actually nothing. But what a lot of people now do on social media is read that and then slide into your DMs and they're the ones telling you that you're the worst person, telling you worse things, you know, to kill yourself kill in the yourself, life. Yeah. yeah, like that's, to me, that's where the responsibility lies with media outlets to stop worrying so much about how many clicks you're getting on a story and tell the truth and tell a story that's positive and has a positive impact like the previous story we've been talking about in this episode, when it's it's the joy and happiness and um, togetherness and inclusiveness that sport can bring, that's what audiences care about. That's why we go to sport, because it lifts us up, especially when the world can feel pretty dire. When do you reckon the media become accountable of their actions and what they do? Really? Like, I don't get it because... You their articles and their continue articles, like, oh, for example, someone like Anthony Milford last year, like, I felt so sorry for him because he just kept getting peppered and peppered and peppered and he stopped playing and he's, I could just tell, like, he wasn't there. Like, so, you know, when do they come accountable of their actions? Like, let's just say Kyle Chalmers, the worst case scenario, like, something did bad yeah. happen to him. Like, are they going to own up to it and say that was my fault or no, nah, I'm just doing my job. They're a professional, professional athlete. They should be able to deal with that stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. when are they accountable for it? We talk about this a lot. I don't I don't know. Until unfortunately I think and I don't like talking about politics and governments and laws and whatnot, but until something come someone comes in who wants to make a change, like I don't know. Unless unless you set up a protest for every professional athlete to be like, We're not doing any more interviews, we're not doing anything of this and just boycott it all. I don't know who it's going to take to step in because there's always going to be an asshole and unfortunately there's always going to be Karens and male version of Karens <laughs> who are just going to back that them to the day, like, sorry, back them to the death and just be like, yeah, that's so true and meh, meh, meh. I think that's a really important question you raised though, Nico, because it's sort of a dis- – discussion and a debate that's been happening for a long time ever since the 24-hour news cycle came in it changed how reporting happens it changed what it means to make news and it also means that junior writers in a lot of media um, companies have a lot of pressure of editors breathing down their neck like you have to produce this many articles and they need this many clicks or you're out right that's where no, but it truly, Gilly. I know, but it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. An I, I'm telling you that that's where this comes from. So that's part of the problem is these structures, right, and this lack of, of journalistic integrity that that's not there anymore. So I think like there is I, – I think like as someone who works in media, it is absolutely in each of us, our hands, to, you know, even if you are getting the pressure put on you – 
to think about the impacts that it has on a real life human being, as you're saying. Like I, I think that's hard for some people and, and forgotten when you're under so much pressure. I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm, I'm saying that's how it happens. But there has been some legal reform around people who have Facebook pages. They can be held accountable for things that happen in the comments and like defamation and stuff. People have like, if you, I think it was a, a media outlet that had a, article that they posted and there was sort of a defamation thing that happened in the comments and that company got in trouble. So that can happen in Australia. Don't know if that's a solution, but it's it's certainly like pretty tricky waters and I think, uh, yeah, a really important thing to think about. And with all of that, we are absolutely loving the Com Games and there's plenty more to watch. We, yeah, keep we want to keep cheering on these athletes and doing so in a way where we're respecting, you know, where they're at and, and looking out for them. You the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they have done. Keely Silver. Yeah. Who is your MVP? I've actually just had a late change because I just remembered something. Um, I, I do have to give a special mention to Toby Rudolph and also Trent Robinson because I think they handled that whole mainly drama really well last week um, and both their interviews were outstanding. Um, I feel like they hit the nail on the head. Corey Parker also had some really good statements and like they were like, the, I don't think the right word is sassy, but they were like um, staunch, strong. Yeah. My MVPs are um, two patients that I have, a um, older married couple who found out that it's my birthday this week and they just, I didn't know. And when I were treat, was treating them, they gave me a little present and it was really, really nice because I wasn't expecting it and I didn't know that they remembered or knew or maybe I brought it up. I don't know, but they just, yeah, they gave me this really cute present and it just reminded me that there are nice people in this world and that random act of, acts of kindness are good. So my advice to everyone this week is do a random act of kindness. Do you reckon that's your love language? What's what? that love language called that you give presents, gifts? Is it gifts? No, it's a thought. No, no, no. No, no, no. What yeah. are you yeah, saying? Love yeah, language? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, love yes, yes, yes. No, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, we've spoken about this before. Yeah. Um, it's like touch, uh, acts of servitude, acts, acts of service. Oh, yeah, which is like oh, I have you do no idea what them. this is. Um, I haven't heard of love language. No, never, never. Really? Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. There's like touch, like affection. Affection, which is not Keely. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like giving gifts. Gifts, that, yeah, there so is I reckon that would be yours, yes. Keely Silver. Yeah. You like getting little, like nice gifts that you're not aware of, like surprise. Yeah, yeah but even if it's like a, an outing or like it doesn't have to be a physical gift. Yeah. yeah. That would sit in the same category. So right? if you're dating a guy, you'd rather him like, just do something surprise you random, random. Nice. Yeah, random, yeah, yeah. random nice oh yeah 100 yeah, that's like your, that's your love language wow. there you go boys if you're a fan of keely silver <laughs> on this show I don't, your any, next compass. I don't think any boys would be listening to this do you know what we should no, do boys. do you know what we should do <laughs> set up keely silver on a date and it's a live podcast, podcast. date yes oh my god i will die that would i'd be, pay good money for that that could be a little story and a it's like a it's like a do. it would almost be oh you know like that show first dates does we that could mean, do the polka does that mean cast you version? pick them yeah yes and then oh. if you if you're lucky maybe you could pick one for me oh yeah I would pick someone really good though I would pick someone good too okay <laughs> all right just I don't know yeah. <laughs> not sure with I like you. the idea I'm about it I'm about fun. it Georgia Moore who's your MVP my MVP of the week is 
great friend, Maddie Hauser. Um, I have had the privilege of knowing Matt since primary school um, and an even bigger privilege of watching him last weekend at the Com Games win bronze. He came fourth at the last game, so to finally get on the podium was such a special moment for all of us um, and especially for him and his family and his beautiful girlfriend, Georgia. Um, just so exciting for him. A bit of a shout out to uh, the English runner, Yi, and the Kiwi runner, shouldn't say runner, triathlete, uh, Hayden Wild. Um, Hayden was coming first by about 15 seconds and he actually got a message during the final leg, the run, that he had a 10 second time penalty for a helmet infringement at the changeover between the bike and the run. Um, which meant that, you know, he could still cross the line first, but he would come second after they added on that 10 seconds to the English runner. And instead of, you know, technically crossing the line first and then being done um, to second place by a count back, he actually slowed down to almost a stop to let Yi catch up to him and overtake him and then have his own sort of moment of crossing the line first, ripping down that banner and being able to celebrate, you know, a physical first place rather than just, you know, a count back and being handed the gold on a technicality. So I thought that was, you know, a very special show of sportsmanship. It probably would have stung wild quite a bit, I imagine, but, you know, awesome from first and second place and just incredible from our good mate Matty in bronze. He also won bronze in the relay event with his mixed team mates. So super exciting time to be a fan of Matt Hauser, really. My MVP is a woman by the name of Naz Campanella, who I got to meet in person for the first time this morning on the previously mentioned panel that I was on. Um, she is the national disability um, reporter for the ABC. She's actually the only person who holds a position like that in the country. And she is like a super inspiring woman. She became completely blind at six months old and she has a sensory condition that means she can't read Braille. But she has managed to become – she used to be a newsreader for Triple J and um, is a reporter and has done all this stuff on audio. And she just told her story uh, on this panel that I was on and she's like a super inspiring woman who um, – I don't know. Like I think when – we talk a lot about uh, social issues on this podcast and um, at the beginning of the show in Keely's feedback session, she was talking about how she wants to make sure we're being respectful when we talk about this stuff, which is – something all of us want to do and I think it made me think about um you know being more conscious of being an able-bodied person and and trying to make things more accessible for people um with disability so it was just really like beautiful experience to connect with her she's like an incredible woman and um yeah it made me really happy so she's my MVP Nico Hines okay um my MVP for this week is along the lines of woman in league round so I want to give it to all the Women out there who have supported all our rugby league players. What are you laughing at? No, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. It was a smile. So the mums, stepmums, nans, aunties, wives, girlfriends, everyone who has supported our players and we've done something special for our women in our life on the weekend. They've made a gun of honour with the players' girlfriends or partners, wives, and then well, we had like my mum and Tate's mum was there, which was pretty good. Teague's mum was there. I think Browse as well. So whoever didn't have a girlfriend brought their mums, which was really nice. And then they did the guard of honour. Then after we went and gave them a gift and sat there and had um, a couple of yarns in the bunker bar at Shark Park. So that was really cool. So 
my MVPs, all the mothers out there and all the girlfriends who support our sports stars because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And they have a pretty stressful life with, you know, whoever they are, dating is going away on trips, training and long, long days, pre-season. So, yeah, without them, we wouldn't be who we are. So they're the MVPs. Hee hee. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be keeping your eyes peeled for in the week weeks ahead. Nico, you have one? I've got one would, for once. Would you like to go first? Yes, I would. Go on then. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen it on Disney Plus, Man in the Arena, Tom Brady. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, series. I have. Yeah, I've, but I've I just started fi- it. I've only a couple episodes in. Yeah, I haven't finished it. And I'm in love. It's good. I've watched yeah. Tom Brady's doco before. Um, so I know a little bit about his story, but I didn't. I didn't understand uh, when he first got in, how he first made his debut, yeah, um, and then the way he. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but just watch it and it tells his what, story. What number draft pick was he again? He like, was in the sixth round, one hundred and ninety ninth or something. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And then the way he like just went from zero to hero, like yeah. and just his mindset and the way he trains and just everything that just kept him there. Like he took over. I will, I'll give a little insight. the The first episode shows about. The quarterback of the Patriots just signed like a ten-year, hundred million dollar contract. So he's the quarterback for the next ten years. Yeah, and Tom, Tom Brady's just like the training partner, just the essentially. training guy, and mm. he just fills in if everything happens. And then this guy got a serious, pretty serious injury. He's out for like X amount of weeks, and Tom Brady just came in and killed it, and just and never, just, never left his spot. Never let, wow, like, he took, him, took him to the and they've interviewed that guy, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But the best thing about it is, so that guy, I think Bledsoe or something, whatever his name I can't is. Remember. He was like so – even though he wasn't playing in the run to the finals and that, like he was so supportive of Tom Brady. Like he like helped cool. him out, yeah. was there every step of the way. He was hurting, but like he just did not he, kick stones and he was just there. And like, I th- I can't remember what he said specifically, but I feel like he was a real big team player. Like all he cared was that they were winning. Yeah. Like he was just stoked they were winning, which like credit to him, but shit. Yeah, <laughs> so and then the, the AFC Still got the final. $10 million contract. Yeah. And the final come like bef- the one before Super Bowl, and like something hectic happens in there. I won't I won't yeah, ruin yeah, it for right, the listeners, right. but yeah. you got to watch it. Good and sell, yeah. good it's sell. Good. Yeah. It's good. And another one is local derby this week. Yeah. Shark Park, seven thirty, yeah. massive game. We've got a young guy, oh, yeah, Kate Dice, yes. his debut. Shout out to Andy Robinson. Yes, <laughs> his girlfriend. Yeah, yes. women's league. Women you know league. What? I thought I thought Andy was a ten times better footy player until now. And now Cade's making his debut, so I'm, I'm going to say Cade might <laughs> yeah, might reach even, it. Yeah. I'm gonna, Andy scored three tries in the and then signed an NRLW contract. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you a little John Dory here. I was I actually sat next to Andy at the end of your game on Saturday night, and we we're talking and stuff. And it was so so weird because. Um, I was talking about like how's preseason going and blah blah blah, and she was talking to me, and then I was saying how's Cade going, um, and she was talking about that, and then she's like, yeah, I have this like bet with him that like I get bragging rights if I debut first before oh, he does. Yes, and I was Let's like, go, Cade. I was like, I've got all my money on you. She's like, yeah, like I hope so, blah blah, blah. <laughs> and now then. Poor Baba, shout out to Will Kennedy, gets injured. Um, and then I was like, oh, no. And then I saw it and I was like, I messaged her being like, oh, no, you didn't get it. That's but it's so okay. good. I love yeah, that. Which is team Kate really, now, really go. cool um, couple What a story. power couple. Yeah, power couple. I actually Amazing. could have used Baba as the MVP, Will Kennedy, because he'd done his Cindy's Moses like and 20 minutes ago and he played the last oh, 20 minutes yeah. hobbling around and yeah. he was – that was enormous. He's such a that was tough huge. guy, hey. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so Shark Park 7.30, local derby. 
Okay, Dykes is a I think he's a third generation yeah. of Sharks, yeah, like yeah. in his family, which is really cool. His dad played heaps of like heaps of games for the Sharks, so it's going to be so it's Old Boys Day too, so it's oh, going to be really is exciting. It? Oh, oh that's so special. Yeah, that's, this that's, is like all the stars of a line for yeah. him to play. This, this is game. next level like, meant to be, and I can't wait. When you when you get an NRL like, an NRL debut, like lifts the team, the energy, yeah. so it's pretty exciting. I can't wait. Love that. You're expecting big things. What um, what's your one to watch, Molly? What's your one to watch? George Moore, what's your one to watch? I don't have one. My one to watch. There's a little bit of drama happening in the F1. I'll start with a good one. Lewis Hamilton has just become a part owner of the Denver Broncos, which is super exciting. Um, They have spoken about how his winning track record um, and his, you know, ability to bring a team together and the diversity that he provides will go a long way to helping them and he sounds super excited to be a part of the team too so we've spoken about you know athletes getting involved in sports ownerships before and i'm excited to see where this one goes but on a little bit more of a dramatic front alpine racing posted yesterday that their 2023 driver lineup had been confirmed Esteban Ocon, who currently drives them and who we knew, and they announced a new driver, Oscar Piastri, who is Australian, young gun, if you don't know. He's won the F3 and the F2. He's the only driver out of a seat this year. Um, They announced that he would be driving for them in 2023. And an hour later, Oscar posted... I understand that without my agreement, Alpine F1 have put out a press release late this afternoon that I am driving for them next year. This is wrong and I have not signed a contract with Alpine for 2023. I will not be driving for Alpine next year. Now, these posts are coming on 15 hours old at the time of recording. Neither parties have taken down their statement. Alpine still have on their socials that he's driving for them. Oscar still says that he absolutely is not. And it's a bit of a Mexican standoff. So it will probably be solved by the time this episode goes live. But keep an eye on that. I'm very excited to see who backs down first and who is lying about the sign on the dotted line for this contract. So... (laughs) bubbling times in the F1. Um, Of course, Max had a great win on the weekend. They're coming into their summer break. All very exciting. But yeah, keep an eye on Alpine and Oscar. My one to watch was one to watch out for in the coming weeks. Keely, did you see who has partnered with Fox League for the NRL final series? No. Jack Harlow. No. Yes. Why? What do you that means? He just like do does we, ads and yeah. that to pump the final series. Yeah, I think, think so. He you know really cool? loved his time in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what would be mad? Imagine if. Do you know how like um, Fox League do mad finals and like teams go and they do it? Imagine if he's there when we're doing like the photo media, shoots. And, like, the yeah. Media. If you don't like become best friends with him, I'll be so off. Oh, that would be so <laughs> cool. But yeah, I thought you would appreciate that. I wow. saw that and I was like, that's sick. We always have. Rubbish. You know Matt Nabel, the one who does the voiceovers for Fox? Yeah. Like that really extinguished voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, like, because whenever we're doing things for Fox and they do video shoots and photos, like, he's yeah. there doing, doing the acting it. and talking while we're doing our thing. Imagine yeah. if Jack Harlow's there singing while we're doing it. Like, oh. Probably not going to happen, but, but hey, still. We can wish. Yeah, we, yeah, can yeah. Manifest, we can manifest. We can manifest. I'll, manifest, I'll be waiting outside. You've got to let us know when you're doing oh, that. No, <laughs> just wait. Just wait. <laughs> hey, Jack. Imagine if you played on Grand Final Day. Whoa. Jeez, that would be the best buddy. Ever. Music act they've ever had. Mm. Should we buy grand final tickets now? (laughs) (laughs) Keely Silver, your one to watch. Um, My one to watch, 
I didn't really. I don't have a better one to watch. So this is the one to watch. I'm going to tell you guys. Um, I've been watching this show on Netflix. It's called Blown Away. I get really caught up, and it's always like a picked for you that comes up into my things, and it's always the corny American stupid shows like Is It Cake, which is actually a great show. You should watch. Is it? That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is There's a cake. reason why things come up for picked for you. So what have you been watching? Well, I watched. I watched one of them, and then after that, all of them come up. Okay. So just. Actually, it's funny and I, they're really easy to watch, so it's fine when I'm tired. Um, the one I'm watching at the moment is called Blown Away um, and it's about glass blowers. It's like they're glass artists and they use crazy amounts of heat to burn the glass to liquid and then they make really cool things and it's actually really interesting. Anyway, I'm up to the finale. Ooh. I'm really After happy three for days. you, Keely. That's a really yeah. good recommendation. I'm going to blown away. It. It's really cool. Okay. <laughs> oh, However, though, th- when I started watching Is It Cake, no one else watched it. And then like three weeks later, everyone was like, Is It Cake? She's a trendsetter. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, you're a trendsetter. Yeah. Wow. It happens. Well, It's my birthday on Thursday too. Yes. Happy so birthday. So everyone will probably have a birthday after me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're a loser. Happy birthday. Birthday, uh, little happy bappy. Birthday, Silver. 25. 25, you're getting old. I'm so old. I remember when you were 12 and in my head you still are. 25, never been kissed. Well, that brings us to the, the end, end of the, the show. show. I'm sorry for the chaos. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm not. Um, you what? I'm not sorry. Me either. Okay. I was not talking to either of you. I just wish me and her you. teamed up on you more either than us two going against each other. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Hanging out. You're hanging out with us. This is what it is. You hang out. You listen to your mates. Are you thinking us for hanging out? Or are you thinking listeners hanging the listeners, out? The listeners. The listeners. Make sure you're subscribed. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. Oh, Pod. Other than that, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye.